Welcome to the Pop Culture Bicycle Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Pop Culture Bicycle Podcast, where we ride you on our handlebars through the very best and sometimes the worst parts of pop culture media. I am your host, Jake, and alongside me is my co-host, Luke. Host, no way home, but I didn't watch it, so I can't even talk about it. And we are dying. (laughs) Jake had mono. I had mono. For an entire year, but it turns out he was just really bored. Oh, that's a reference. You might you might hear some weird cuts in this episode. In just case we got a cough or sneeze or sniffle. Not rocket. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's get into it. Let's get Do into it. it. Let's, let's get this over with. So our first piece, our first segment is news, and our first segment is Netflix announces the fall of the House of Usher. Have you seen this announcement? I, I haven't. It's Mike. This, this is news to me too. It's Mike Flanagan's new Netflix horror miniseries that's based on multiple works from Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, who's Mike Flanagan? That name sounds familiar. Doctor Sleep, the yeah, Haunting yeah, of yeah. House, Haunting of Bly Manor. All right, All right. I'm Mass. into it more now. Yeah, I'm fucking excited. There's a lot of um, big names in this. Did you, uh? Did you watch Midnight Mass? I haven't watched Midnight Mass. Oh no. my god, you're a terrible Dude, co-host. Well, there's a crazy religious chick in Midnight Mass that's also going to be in this. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, hopefully she's not another crazy religious zealot. Hopefully. Is there anywhere when it's supposed to come out? No, but okay. they did announce like a like the cast list. There's a lot of big names on it. Like it stars. Frank Langella, who was Perry White in the Brandon Routh, Brandon Routh Superman Returns movie. And he played Nixon in the Frost Nixon movie. Oh, okay. And he was in a great movie called Robot and Frank. Um, I've never even heard of that one. It's really good. Um, Carla Giugino, who is from Watchmen, Gerald's Game, Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Bly Manor. <laughs> Mary McDonald, who was in Battlestar Galactica, and Donnie Darko. And you might not have heard of this person, but Mark Hamill. Never heard of him. Little indie actor Mark Hamill. <laughs> who's little, little fucking voice actor hit the big screen. <laughs> uh, obviously from Star Wars. Obviously the joke of, or the voice of the Joker. And a shit ton of other famous voice work. And Carl, Lum- Carl Lumbly, who... Was Isaiah Bradley and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and ton- he did tons of DC voice work. Like he voiced um, Martian Manhunter and a lot of a lot of uh, projects, DC comic projects. Oh, okay, yeah. So I'm excited. Um, did it, did it announce what works from Edgar Allan Poe that they're gonna do? I mean, I, I imagine the fall of the House, of House of Usher, but like, yes. Are they just gonna, or is it gonna be like? I was, I was wondering if they're gonna do ones like The Raven and well-known ones, or if they're gonna try to like deep cut. They're gonna do multiple works. Heck yeah! I already said it. Well, speaking of Netflix, because Netflix can't get enough of Adam Sandler. Oh boy! Apparently, 
there's rumors of some of uh, Adam Sandler's classic movies getting sequels. Yeah. 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 So, <clears throat> according to insider Daniel Richmond from CNBC, I don't know how the fuck he would know anything about Netflix doing... C- CNBC has insider info? <laughs> Apparently. Uh, it says that Sandler is developing sequels to three total classics, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, and then the third one is unannounced. But mm. apparently, those are the two big rumored ones. What do you think the third one is? I'm not sure, really. Um, what do you, yeah, let's speculate. What's his big 90s movies? There's Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. Um, did he do wedding some- Singer? Wedding Singer. Maybe. He's still a wedding singer. He's still a wedding singer. Uh, uh, I don't think yeah. they do a sequel to The Longest Yard. No. Mm. no. Trying to, I mean, he's also done a shit ton of movies that weren't good because he just cranks out movies. So. Jack and uh, Jill 2. So, that's my boy too. Hey, that uh, movie compared to some of his movies. Yeah, it was actually all right. Yeah. But, I mean, so I don't know where Daniel Richtman got this information, but I guess Adam Sandler himself claims that a sequel has never been discussed, but this dude's reporting it like this is actually happening. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening either, but uh, apparently Sandler had like thought about it before. And he said if it ever did happen, he knew what he would do for Happy Gilmore, and it's a senior golf tour, obviously. <laughs> Which uh, Christopher McDonald actually said that if Happy Gilmore 2 ever happened, he would be down for it. So that'd be kind of cool to see Shooter McGavin again. Yeah, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think uh, he has that many things going on nowadays. So Yeah, but uh, just before recording, I was trying to see if I could figure out what that third one might be. And actually... Netflix has a whole list of other Adam Sandler movies coming to Netflix this year. Oh, no. <laughs> Dude, yeah, there's so many. So wow. apparently he's got one called Hustle, starring him and Queen Latifah, where, yeah, I guess, so it says a movie right. directed by Jeremiah Zagar. It's about a washed-up basketball scout who clings on to a new up-and-comer as his chance of getting back into the NBA. Cool. Is Queen, He's got, is Queen Latifah going to be the up-and-comer? Yeah, maybe. It's the <laughs> WNBA. Uh, he's got one called Spaceman. Originally called Spaceman of Bohemia. Sounds bad. Uh, yeah, this one will follow humble beginnings of a young orphan who eventually grows up in a remote, remote part of Czech Republic to become an astronaut. And then, this isn't an Adam Sandler movie, but it's Happy Madison. Another one called Home Team. And that was starring Kevin James. Oh, no. But, yeah. It, it doesn't say what the, the plot is. It just says that it starred Kevin James. Beside him is Jackie Sandler, uh-huh. Taylor Lautner. Oh, this is about uh, the fucking Saints coach. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah. And Rob Schneider. So I'll probably end up watching that one. That yeah. probably won't be so bad. Sean McVay. Did you ever watch uh, Here Comes the Boom? Yeah. Not a, not a terrible movie. Yeah, not, I've seen worse movies. I've, I've seen worse Kevin James movies. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I guess, uh, Murder Mystery 2. 
I haven't is, seen the first one. It's actually not bad. It's pretty good. Like he doesn't play a character with like a weird voice or anything like that. He's just a person. So it makes it much more enjoyable to watch. What about a click to? Ooh. Would click you watch a click to? Bring back Kate Beckinsale. Henry Winkler's still alive. That's true. And I guess, yeah, it says another film starring Drew Barrymore as Sandler is re- rumored to, after a pair, tease that because it's a new decade, they have to team up again. 50 so, First Dates 2? 50 First Dates. Wedding Singer 2? Yeah, Wedding Singer. Didn't they do another one? I don't know. I don't know either. But I guess The Wrong Missy is also supposed to be getting a sequel, so we'll see. I the what? I couldn't even watch that movie. The what? The Wrong Missy. It was with... um. Oh man, why well, can't David Spade? I think I've ever seen it. It was on Netflix. I tried to watch it, couldn't handle it, so I turned it off. <laughs> but apparently, that's getting a sequel. So Adam Sandler is caked up. Uh, he doesn't even care if these movies are bad. No, he don't. Sure, he's making a shit ton of money off of Netflix. I mean, uh, who who be Halloween wasn't bad. Did you watch that one? Yeah, actually, for it was actually pretty decent. Yeah, he he probably knew it was going to be a terrible movie and just had fun with it. Yeah, and then Uncut Gems, I I had to turn off. That was too anxiety-inducing for me. I thought Uncut Gems was okay. No, I I didn't think it was a bad movie, but like just the the tension of the movie, I like I was I was getting anxiety watching it, and I was like, I can't watch this. My heart rate was going up. I didn't really experience any anxiety watch now just like what is happening what's going on well it's it was like all this stuff and like i just remember he's at one spot to another doing deals where shit could fall through and then trying to get money this way and i'm just like oh my god can't handle it but that, that was just my experience now we continue the story all right for my next piece of news Platinum Dunes' unmade Halloween reboot introduced two shapes. So this was before Rob Zombie's Halloween. Uh-huh. Uh, Platinum Dunes, which is Michael Bay's studio. Oh, okay. Uh, they pitched a Halloween reboot that featured two killer shapes with Michael Myers being part of a team. Really? Yep, so off to a bad start. Yeah. Um, this this version of Halloween saw a young Michael Myers and his friend Sean Cover kidnapped while trick or treating, with neither ever being seen again. Then the oh, story geez. jumps ahead a decade, following Michael's older siblings Daniel, who is now a detective, Lori and Judith. Of course, he is. Sean also has a sister, Rachel, that plays a major role. So this was just pitched, but never shot. Right. I would like to see it for the same reason, like you want to watch movies like Jason X or like, yeah, you know, you just know it's going to be, yeah, and you know <laughs> it's probably not going to be good, or like uh, Jason goes to hell, you know, one yeah. of those ones. But well, maybe not Jason goes to hell because we don't actually see Jason, and Jason goes to hell. Right, but when you hear Jason goes to hell, you got to check it out and then go, wow, this is not what I expected at all. That's kind of what I feel about that movie. Like, I would watch it, but I would hate it the entire time, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, same. Watch it out of morbid curiosity. Yeah. Just watch parts that you're like, hmm, that could have been executed well, but 
not in this movie. Botched it. Loomis, they would have changed Loomis's character from a doctor to an FBI advisor that assists Daniel, and they changed it so Michael never spent time in an asylum. Um, it also says the shape, the shape would have killed people on a ferry while also simultaneously killing in Haddonfield at the same time. Loomis would have had a final showdown shooting the shape and Daniel being heartbroken about his brother being the killer only to find out that it was Sean behind the mask. Yeah, Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I feel like just change the names and it's a different movie, which would work fine. But you can't take a established character and just go, we're going to change everything about the story (laughs) and give him a partner. Oh, that would have been a reboot. Would have been okay, I guess. Is it a reboot, though, if they're changing everything? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure if you, if you remember, like, the, the cult and stuff in the, later, in the later Halloween movies. But there was, like, a man in black. Oh, yeah. Well, this movie also had its own man in black with the mysterious Black River Killer. He was the head of a... Will Smith. He was Men the head of a cult that brainwashed young children, turned them into killers. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been. Garbage. It would have been terrible. I'm. I'm actually glad it was only pitched and never actually like picked up. If, if Michael Bay directed it, it would have been Michael stabbing someone and then explosions and lens flares. Yeah, that's all he does. Speaking of lens flares, you, you ever watch the movie The Island, directed uh, by Michael Bay? Remind me of the plot, because if I think I have, uh, it's these two people that are, like live on this island, and it turns out to be, uh, fuck, I haven't watched this movie in forever. <laughs> the stars, um, I guess stars, Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, uh, Ewan McGregor. Yeah, Ewan McGregor and like Kate Beckinsale are one of those early two thousands big names. I mean. I feel like early 2000s, I definitely would have watched it if Kate Beckinsale was in it, but I, it doesn't ring a bell. It turns out that the characters are clones or something, or mm. robots, something like that. It's some M. Night Shyamalan twist that doesn't work. There, there was a lot of a lot of lens flares in that. Like, there's a chase scene, which Michael Bay uses that same scene for one of the chase scenes in uh, one of the Transformers movies. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I stopped watching the Transformers movies after, like, I think just the second one. I was just like, after that, I'm like, I don't need any more. Uh, I did watch half of the one with Mark Wahlberg, but Mark ugh. Wahlberg. So bad. Did you, watch, yeah. did you watch Bumblebee? I didn't watch Bumblebee either. With Haley Steinfeld or something like that? Whoever plays Kate Bishop in the, in the Hawkeye TV series. Yeah. I'll take, you, take your word for it there. Pretty good. It had John Cena in it. Did it? Yeah. I didn't know that. And the next Transformers movie is going to be sequel or prequel or something. Wait, there's another one? Yeah. Not directed oh by God. Michael Bay. But it deals with the Dinobots or the... um. Oh. I, yeah, I think I've... A Dinobots. I feel like I've seen Rangers. like a preview trailer type of thing for it already. Not like a full trailer, but like... Just a whatever Dinobot, as you call it. Uh, Maybe. What the fuck were they called? Can't remember. Dinobot it is. All right, on to the next one. 
Uh, well, from Dinobots to not Dinobots, uh, did you hear about uh, Tim Burton's Adam's Family Netflix series? I saw, is it the Wednesday one? Yeah, it's it's Wednesday. I saw like the lady that was playing Wednesday's mom or something left the show. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I haven't heard about that, but yeah, I guess. So Netflix canceled Sabrina. Yeah. So this this seems like an attempt to replace Sabrina cuz it says the 8 episode live action series directed and directed and executively executively produced by Burton charts Wednesday Adams played by Jenny Ortega years as a student at Nevermore Academy watching as she attempts to master her emerging psychic ability Thwarts a monstrous killing spree that has terrorized the local town and solved the supernatural mystery that's embroiled her parents 25 years ago, all while nav- navigating new and very tangled relationships, which oh it literally just sounds like Sabrina. Is this a fucking CW show? Is this Riverdale? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so when they rebooted Sabrina on Netflix, like I watched it for a little bit because I was like, oh, okay. I mean... I used to watch the original sitcom during like TGIF when I was oh, yeah. a kid, you know? Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll check it out. And I liked how like, I don't know, dark and gritty it kind of was. But then it was just basically based on all her relationships with boys and I just lost interest. I thought it looked a lot like a CW show slash fucking Riverdale. So I was like, I have no interest in this. Yeah. I think the only thing they have going for this at the moment is that, uh, of course, because it's Tim Burton, Danny Elfman has signed on. To compose it? Yeah, to score the original theme music. So that's that's going to be something. Got something going for it. Yeah. the, the I don't have the full cast list here, but uh, they're recognizable. Like, Catherine Zeta-Jones, if she didn't leave, was playing Morticia. Oh, really? Yeah. Like the cast list was pretty good. I don't I don't know how to like picture them as the characters, but it had some it had some names. I, I'll check it out. I won't. But... I probably will. I mean, I I really enjoy the Adams family, but I don't know if I'm gonna I feel like if episode two she like meets a boy, I'm done. Because <laughs> it, it, that's how it's gonna be, probably. How it'd definitely be if it was on the CW. And then that boy would have been in, in a relationship, and then there would have been a love triangle of, well, they won't, they, and they kiss. And then, and then the boy's like, oh, no, I gotta tell my girlfriend, gotta break up with her. And then at the end of the episode, there's a montage while the fray plays in the background. Yeah. Man, I haven't heard that band name forever. <laughs> I was just trying to think. I, I think Scrubs was like the first one to do it, and now like every CW show does it, too. That's all I got on that. I I just thought it'd be cool to see a live action series, but I don't think it's cool in the execution. Bad. It'll be bad. Yeah. And Netflix will cancel it after a month. Yeah. Or mid season. Yeah. Keep talking, baby. Maybe you'll tell me something I don't already know. Okay. For my third and final piece of news, Keanu Reeves thinks NFTs are a joke. And I agree. I don't know what NFTs are. Me I've heard either. them. Are we? I don't old? know how they work. 
I've tried to like understand it. It has something to do with blockchain, but I don't know what that is either. All I know is that DC Universe gave me two NFTs for free. Really? And now I'm rich. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I was, I was hearing a, a thing the other day where someone made like fucking half a million dollars or something like that on one NFT, and I'm like, who's paying for these? I don't understand. I saw that people do it to like launder money really to clean their money yeah i, I still i don't know I, i'm just gonna deal like we're, i we're out of touch yeah i i'm just gonna use my debit and credit card and cash and that's now, about it i'll use my goldman sachs apple card there you go flex i'd say big flex but that card don't flex metal metal oh yeah i, I, well, I know too bad I don't know if you had any more on Keanu. No, I just wrote on, under the title, same. <laughs> Great story. <laughs> All right. So I thought I'd re- report on something because it's Christmas time. And I think this comes at the right time. Have you heard of Devin Rattray? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, if you haven't, that is Buzz from Home Alone. Also, he was in a R.I.P.D. Was he? Yeah, so like the the really fat ghost that I they were chasing. I towards, don't remember like, the... that movie. I'm pretty sure I fell asleep uh, watching it. I I kind of enjoyed it. It was all right. I watched it during quarantine. But uh, so apparently he uh, police were called to a hotel in Oklahoma City because there was reports of, of a domestic in Oklahoma City. Yes, uh, reports of a domestic. With his girlfriend, who the article doesn't name for privacy reasons, but uh, it, it said that Rattray put his hand over her mouth, punched her in the face, and attempted to strangle her. And then I wrote here in parentheses, probably told her not to mess up his room. But uh, apparently, I don't, he didn't get arrested, He's which... Like, fuck you, I'm in home sweet home alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He probably is like, hey, you, you see my tarantula? Some shit? I... I I don't have a ton on that. I guess no f- charges were filed because he didn't get arrested or anything like that, which seems he, like... He probably if, told the cops that it was a South Bend Strangler. Oh. Or a sh- Shovel Strangler or whatever the name was in the first home. Yeah. Alone. Yeah, I forget what it is now. But I just thought that was fitting for Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, guys. Yeah, really got me in the Christmas. <laughs> it's weird he didn't get arrested. Yeah, like... It says literally put his hands over her mouth and punched her in the face, attempted to strangle her, and didn't get arrested. Okay, see, police. Canceled. I'd say Devin Rattray's canceled, but he was never famous to begin with. Uh, that's Buzz, all right. Buzz McAllister. Buzz Lightyear McAllister. And next is Say Our Famous segment title, Luke. Sorry, I was trying not to burp into the microphone. Next up is the aptly named world famous what we're reading and or watching world famous cup of coffee all right what have you been watching jake uh since i was well since i'm currently in quarantine i have watched lots of things including mike flanagan's 2013 film oculus have you seen this movie the movie about the haunted mirror it doesn't ring a bell, honestly. Well, it's about a woman that tries to exonerate her brother who was convicted of murder by proving that the crime was committed by a supernatural phenomenon. Yeah, I don't I don't think I've seen that one. Well, Who's in it? Uh, it's 
people. People, it's oh shit. Hold on, I'll look it up. Not not Devin Rattray. No, there's the ch- chick in plays Nebula in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know her name, but I know who you're talking Karen, about. Karen, Karen Jillian, I think, or something like that. Ah, uh, she's a Karen. Yeah, That's Karen Jillian G- Gillen. Gillen. And then as the as a sister, and then Brendan Thwaites as the brother, who plays Dick Grayson in the live action Titans. Oh, uh, okay. Which he's way better in this movie than he is in Titans. I, I, I was never a, a Titans fan, so yes. I didn't even check out the. So this kid, he he goes to jail for the murder of his father, and this whole time, uh, this chick was trying to prove that this mirror caused all the murders and stuff to happen, and it reminded me of the Hill House series because it jumped back and forth between like past and present, right? Like, and that, that's a that's a series. I don't I I don't know why they haven't done anything else with. Uh, Mike Flanagan did the Haunted oh, really? Manor. Yeah, he, he's he's like he finished that story, so he moved on to Bly Manor, and then oh, okay, yeah, he's a busy yeah, guy. I, I know. I really enjoyed that series. So I was, yeah. Usually, if if That's, something's popular, they're like, "Well, here's a sequel or something." That series blew me away. That was good. And now Netflix is like, "You can just do whatever you want, man." Yeah, here's just here's the money. Here's yeah. money. Here's money. Here we can afford a briefcase, so here it's a shopping bag full of money. Uh, watch anything else? We are almost done with the good place. We finished Community. Uh, oh, nice. We watched the two first Naked Gun movies. Hell yeah, <laughs> with OJ. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, we, who just got out on parole? Yeah, we've been watching a bunch of other things, but I can't remember. What about you, sir? Uh, I, I I don't think I've been watching a ton, but I did recently like two nights ago watch pearl harbor really <laughs> yeah like I, I i remember watching it kind of when it like first came out not in theaters but when it was like released to i think it was still vhs, VHS back yep. then yeah my mom had the movie on vhs and uh i remember watching it back then i saw it on amazon i was like i'm gonna check it out and i regret it so <laughs> First of all, this movie shouldn't be called Pearl Harbor because the movie is almost three hours long. The first hour and a half is a love story. And then they go like maybe 35 minutes, 40 minutes of actual Pearl Harbor. And then the rest of it is like a secret mission in which, spoiler alert, one of them dies. So like the movie that the the name of the movie isn't actually like the main focal point of the movie. Doesn't and I star, didn't know that. Doesn't doesn't it star Ben Affleck and Josh Harnett? Yeah, and Cuba Gooding's in it for a little bit. Yeah, and, get, but, and, and Kate Beckinsale. Like Ben Affleck, allegedly goes down in, in the war, and Josh Harnett's like, "Ooh, I'll take care of you, Ben Affleck's girlfriend." Yeah, and then she gets pregnant, and then they survive Pearl Harbor, and then Ben Affleck and Ben Ben Affleck and Josh Harnett go like a secret mission to bomb Tokyo and then they run out of fuel because they had to launch too early so they crash and Danny gets uh, shot by Japanese troops and then Ben Affleck just gets to go home back with the girl and take care of his best friend's kid and that's the movie. Hell yeah. Solid 
three out of ten, honestly. Isn't it, it like a I guess super it, fucking long movie too? Yeah, it's three hours. I freaking watched all of it, and I was like, "When's Pearl Harbor coming?" <laughs> Give me Pearl and Harbor. It, and then it got there, and I was like, "Yes, finally!" And then it was done, fucking super quick. And then it was just more drama, love story, babble. Oh yeah. But yeah, I don't think I've watched anything else. I'm sure I have, but I can't think of anything else. That one's just the thing that's most recent in my mind. Did you watch? Did you read? Uh, no. Uh, no. I, I I had all the time to, but I had <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, you could ask. Did you watch Zack Snyder's Justice League? Not yet. I haven't. Like finished you said, you're going Superman. to. I haven't wa- finished Batman v Superman, Jake. You're letting the viewers or the listeners down. No, it's an ongoing saga. <laughs> just like, it's like just like reading, uh, The Shining, and Ready Player Two that I haven't read a page of yet. It's like oh, yeah. tune in next week to see if we've actually done something with it. Yeah, yeah, I'll leave him with a cliffhanger. I have okay. not read anything either. I got a bunch of new books for Christmas, but I haven't read them yet. What books? They're about mushrooms. Oh, those. those <laughs> books. I'm stoked on it. Spoiler alert! I don't care. Ooh. See if I let you get any profits from my chicken of the woods. <laughs> Sounds disgusting. <laughs> and on to our other world famous segment Real Good Movie of the Week. Real Good Movie of the Week. All right, for our Real Good Movie of the Week that we got, we actually got. Not a terrible fucking movie. Yeah. Jigsaw from 2017. Do you want to play the game? <gasps> John Kramer? <gasps> yes. It's him. Special guest, guy that plays John Kramer. <laughs> uh, the, the synopsis is bodies are turning up around the city, each having met a uniquely gruesome demise. As the investigation proceeds, evidence points to one suspect, John Kramer. The man known as Jigsaw, who has been for been dead for over ten years. John Jamer. John Jingleheimer Smith. Directed by German twin brothers Michael and Peter Spierig. Yep. Spielberg. I don't know. Yep. Nailed it. They are known for directing Daybreakers and Winchester. Have you watched either of those movies? I have not watched either of those movies. I think Daybreakers is Ethan Hawke as a as a vampire living oh. in a society full of vampires. If that's if that's it, I have watched that movie. And Winchester is about the haunted home of the the Winchester heir or yeah, widow Mary Winchester or something like yeah, that. Yeah, who? Which uh, back in the day, Stephen King came out with a miniseries on TV called I think it's just called no Rose oh, no. Red. It was called Rose Red, and it was about that house, but it wasn't called the Winchester Mansion, but it was based off that. If you ever get a chance to find that are miniseries. Sure, are sure it's not called that. Rose Matter? No. The, the miniseries was called Rose Red. I, I guarantee it. I think he has a book called Rose Matter. Does he? Yeah. Well, anyways. Yes. The movie stars Tobin Bell, spoiler alert, Matt Passmore. And Callum Keith Rennie. The movie opens with cops spiking a car and chasing a criminal through a warehouse. 
a criminal is on top of a, on top of a warehouse and he finds a trigger device. It's get he gets held up by a bunch of cops and he's like, "Uh, I need Dre- Detective Halloran or else fifteen people will die." Uh, he pulls the trigger and then gets shot to shit. I like this. This scene got well. There's a part in this scene that got me is the uh, the the partner. I forget the partner's name, but he's pointing the gun at the guy and he's like. I got the shot. You want me to take it? Dude, you're not a sniper. You're like six <laughs> feet from the guy. You have the shot. It's okay. We get it. He is able to pull the trigger, and then we, then we see a countdown. It then cuts to a room full of people where we see the countdown finish. Everyone in the room has metal buckets on their heads with chains attached to them that are then attached to walls with saw blades sticking out of the wall. Jigsaw comes over a speaker and does his normal sales pitch. He says the first part of the game is a blood offering that will trigger a green light on their bucket helmets. The chains start retracting into the wall as the saw blades start spinning. Everyone is unsurprisingly trying to pull back on their chains because that always works. Always works. One of the participants... Uh, What? Go ahead. You can go on. I was going to pose a question, but that kind of answered it in my own head. So, go ahead. One of the participants figures out that they only need to barely cut themselves on the blades to trigger the green light. The last participant is passed out and being dragged by the chains towards the blades. He wakes up too late and presumably gets gets cut to bits. Allegedly. Allegedly. So these people learn each other's names. Yes. Right? But they don't really tell each other their names they just like in the next scene they're like hey you yeah that's what i'm saying like there is never a point where they're like hey what's your name this like it just seemed like all of a sudden they knew each other's Mm -hmm. names and that was like because i've never seen the movie i'm like oh i wonder if like they know each other like in real life but no it was just real life real life or and irl movie universe real life movie universe real life but it was just a continuity error yeah yeah there's i just I don't know if it was a continuity error or just bad writing because it happened multiple times. Yeah, I, I yeah, I just I, I was going to pose that question earlier, but I was like, well, that's not going to make sense till after this scene anyway. So, and after everyone successfully cuts themselves, uh, the doors open, and the next part of the game is set in a barn, where and then everyone introduces themselves, but they don't actually introduce themselves. Yeah, they just say they just say each other's names. Uh, we cut to some chick running in a park where she realizes everyone in the park is standing still, looking at something in the opposite direction. She stops, turns around, and sees that someone is hanging from a bridge with a bucket and chain on their head. <laughs> we cut to a morgue where they have the hanging bridge man on a slab. They cut the bucket off of, off of his head, and he is missing half of his face and head. The the practical effect on this scene got me. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it looked pretty sweet. Uh, he also has a jig piece, jigsaw piece cut into his neck and a flash drive shoved into it. The flash drive contains a recording from Jigsaw slash John Kramer saying that he has set up these games himself, even though he's dead. We Then there, then there was four. Yeah. Uh, every time someone dies, he's like, and then there was three. And then it, I can't even do his voice. It's so airy. We cut back to the barn where Billy the Bicycle Bastard pulls up on his trike with a paper <laughs> attached to him that says confess. Billy starts laughing and the chains of the participants start getting reeled in. 
One person starts confessing that he sold a bike to a kid once, and the kid had an accident 10 minutes later. The person then says that it wasn't his fault that the kid couldn't handle such a powerful bike. Ooh. Another person. What? <laughs> that guy's name was Mitch, right? And since yeah. there was never an, uh, a point where they introduced themselves, like, the... The other guy just started calling him Mitch, and I didn't realize he was saying Mitch. I thought he was calling him a bitch the entire time. And I was like, that's rude, yeah, sir. He, he just, the guy just knew his name. Yeah, that, that's why, like, I thought I missed something. Like, did they introduce each other? I'm like, when would they, like, like while they're getting pulled into the blade? Like, hey, <laughs> My name's Mitch! <laughs> What's your name? Nice meet you! <laughs> Um, another person said that she lost her kid and that her husband, quote unquote, made a mistake. The first person sees that Billy has a tape recorder on him that says, play me. The tape recorder is attached to a string that stops the chains from tightening. All the participants look up and see that their chains are attached to the ceiling. One participant tells Mitch, the guy that grabbed the tape recorder, who we now know his name. Yeah. Yeah. One participant tells Mitch to play the damn tape. After he says that, a contraption with three syringes drops down in front of him. It is revealed that one person is a purse thief that stole a purse from an asthmatic person that had an <laughs> asthma attack and died. Oh, that, that sentence was like, I don't know. I like the way that sentence rolled off the tongue. Was someone, the purse thief stole a purse from an asthmatic <laughs> person. Someone in the group was injected with a poison and one of the syringes holds the antidote. All the chains started pulling them up to the ceiling, choking them. The guy with the syringes stabs all three into the purse snatcher chick, and they are released from their chains. The chick's face starts bubbling, and oh, she's yeah. pouring blood out of her ears and eyes. See, then, after then some dies. of the movies that we've watched, like having this kind of gore that was actually <laughs> good was like refreshing, but also like, oh fuck, I forgot how like good this gore is at the yeah. same time. Yeah, how realistic this shit is. Yeah. Then I have in my notes that everyone everyone in this movie looks like they barely escaped being cast in Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. <laughs> it's true though. Except for the better actors. Eh, Gotta give them that. They're that, better actors. That's debatable. Be I will debate that to the, the day I die that those people are at least marginally better than actors than... Like I said, they barely escaped being cast. <laughs> the people on the barn figure out that the syringes have numbers in them and they open a safe door that leads into another room. And then here we learn that the syringe guy's name is Ryan. The last chick alive in the group says that her husband rolled over in his sleep and suffocated their baby while it was sleeping in bed with them. And here we learn her name is Anna. So we got Mitch, Ryan, and Anna. And there was three. Ryan tries to break open a door that says no exit on it. His foot falls through the floor and starts a machine that tightens wires around his leg. They... Also, like, the contraptions are cool, but also they're set up in a way where it's like, like, the door that says no exit, and the dude's just gonna run up to it. Like, of course that's what he wants you to do. Yeah. Is run up to the door. So maybe you should just now not run up to the door, and Ryan. It's, and it's not like the whole fucking barn that they're in is fucking booby trapped. So I just go, like, sit in a fucking corner. Yeah, plus, like, it's an old barn. Just smash open the wall? I don't know. It wasn't that thick. I'm sure you could find a saw and just saw through the wall, right? It is a barn. Yeah. 
Anna and Mitch break away floorboards and find another tape recorder. Mitch has to reach his hand in, his hand and arm down through the contraption to grab it without getting his arm sliced off. On the tape recording, Jigsaw becomes a motivational speaker and says that there aren't any shortcuts in life. In order for Ryan to be quote-unquote set free, he has to pull a lever on the wire machine that may or may not be a trap. The chick that was injected with the syringes is found thrown off of a hospital roof. The electricity cuts out in the barn, and when it comes back on, a door of a silo is opened. Mitch and Anna go into the silo and grab a remote hanging from a not-at-all ominous string. (laughs) Yeah, that was another thing, like... When Mitch pulled that off the bicycle guy, it it did something. It stopped those things. Like so, there was he not expecting the string in this one to not do anything too? Common sense, guys. Like I said, I I just go sit in a corner that's away from everything else. Yeah, and and hope for the best. Find a shovel and just keep that with me in case I need to defend myself. Yes. When the string comes off the remote, it closes a silo door, locking them inside. Jigsaw comes over the TVs, because now there's flat screen TVs, one in the silo and one <laughs> by Ryan. Jigsaw comes over the TVs saying that they're all big doo-doo head liars and they need to tell the truth to be set free. The silo starts filling up with grain and Ryan has to free himself to free Mitch and Anna. Detective Halloran starts hitting on the lady morgue doctor. He asks her weird things like, oh, yeah. what's your story, sweetheart? And you one of those kinky types? That canceled. Th- this is what I mean about fucking barely being better actors than. Yeah, was the detective Chris Cuomo? Politics Or his brother? And Andrew Cuomo got him. The detectives find that the bucket head bridge hanging guy has blood underneath his fingernails. The blood turns out to be John Kramer's. What? He's alive. Mitch and Anna are up to their elbows in grain in the silo. They're screaming at Ryan to pull the handle. Ryan almost does it, but pulls back at the last second and tells him to go to hell. The silo stops filling up with grain, and objects like saw blades, knives, and pitchforks start falling from the top of the silo. I wish it would have threw in a toaster just, just because. This is the brave little toaster? Yes. Good movie. Ryan pull. Ryan finally pulls the handle, freeing Mitch and Anna, but severing his leg in the process. Yeah, that would have fucking sucked. Yeah, yeah. like some of those, like a saw, if it's going through fast, like I mean, it would suck, but I feel like it'd be done pretty quick. But that contraption where it just squeezes it until it pops off, basically. Yeah. Oof. Then he just fucking passes out. Which yeah, is understandable. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, Logan who is the the guy morgue doctor, finds Eleanor, who is the lady morgue doctor, at a bar. He talks about how Halloran brought in a predator one day in custody. He roughs the predator up, and the lawyer gets the predator out of custody because of that. The next day, an eight-year-old girl shows up on Logan's table, murdered by the predator. The first of many, Logan says. He blames Halloran for all of the deaths. Eleanor brings Logan to her studio that is full of jigsaw traps. I thought it was a sex dungeon at first. <laughs> when I first saw it, I'm like, oh, that's that's saw stuff. Depends on what you're into. Huh? Could still be a sex dungeon. Yeah, in the in the studio there's famous traps like the reverse bear trap mask. And she shows Logan that there's a trap that Jigsaw apparently made before all the murders. Ooh. 
The movie cuts to the bomb trigger guy in his hospital bed. Someone sneaks into his room and pulls the curtain closed. Mitch finds a tape recorder with his name on it. When he presses play, a wire wraps around his ankles and strings him up. Jigsaw says that Mitch sold the kid that motorcycle, even though Mitch knew the brakes were faulty. The kid is revealed to be Jigsaw's nephew. You sold my dad. Which is convenient. But at the same time, like, <laughs> they mentioned that the kid bought the motorcycle for 600 bucks. Like, it's a running motorcycle for 600 bucks. Yeah, right. But <laughs> also, if the brakes were bad, you should probably say it's 600 bucks, but the brakes are bad. There's, there's ethics. Uh, apparently, this Mitch guy doesn't have any, though. You killed my nephew. The machine that Mitch is being lowered into is the one that Eleanor showed Logan, the one before all the murders. It's a tornado-like device that is being, con- being controlled by a motorcycle. The motorcycle. Yeah, with sharp blades whirling around him that get smaller in diameter the further it goes down. At the bottom is a brake lever that can stop the machine. Anna sticks a pipe into the wheel of the bike to stop it, which works until the, pipes, until the pipe breaks causing Mitch to drop through the machine and become minced meat. Yeah. But do, do, do human blender. I would start fucking just like pulling wires and shit off the fucking motorcycle. Yeah, like there's a battery, I'm sure. Just yeah. disconnect that, you'll be fine. Fucking take off one of the spark plug wires. Yeah, something. But hit, hit the fucking kill switch. <laughs> oh, as easy as that? All right, the cops dig up Kramer's casket to prove that he is dead, but the body in the casket is the bomb trigger guy from the hospital. How did they not notice that the freshly dug dirt from the obviously recent dick <laughs> I was wondering that, too. Like, like, there's no way that that body got in there without it being dug up once, and they're just like, wow, this dirt looks awfully fresh this morning. Yeah. Oh, well. Looks like someone dug this up recently. <laughs> In the past 24 hours. Eh, better not think too hard about it. <laughs> I feel like that's the logic that you need for most of these movies. I better not think too hard about it. And who knows how much they're getting paid to dig up that grave. So they're probably like, eh, that's above my pay grade. Yeah, <laughs> that's they, true. they told me to dig up this casket and not ask questions. Yeah, they're, paying, they're getting paid nine bucks an hour. They're like, I don't give a fuck. The cops search Eleanor's apartment. Halloran finds a false wall, which is a shrine to Jigsaw behind it. Uh, Halloran turns on a light, and Mitch's body falls down. Keith goes to arrest Logan, but Logan says that Halloran is is the copycat murderer. I didn't even realize at first that that was Mitch's body. It just, I don't know why. Like, it took me a while to figure out that was Mitch's body. It just looked like, I don't know, a silicone cut up silicone whatever and then i go it wasn't until later that i'm like oh that was probably mitch's body in that closet huh i mean it did look like his cut up dead body from that one motorcycle machine yeah but i i thought like because it was like her shrine to jigsaw type of thing i thought it was like a fake body oh i get what you're saying yeah Eleanor creepily shows up to Logan's house and says she knows where the games are being played. Logan wants to call a detective, but Eleanor says no because Halloran is a cop. Like, the way she, like, enters his fucking house. Yeah. Like, makes no sound, sneaks up behind him. I guess this is one of the parts we have to suspend your disbelief. Yeah, because, I mean, knowing what we know now, like, it made... There was attempts to make you think a certain way yes i agree um 
Anna is able to break the lock of the barn door and squeeze halfway outside before being surprised by someone in Jigsaw's robe and pig mask and being injected with a syringe. The killer is revealed to be Jigsaw. Dun dun dun. Kramer says that Ryan sabotages people's lives and never takes blame. Anna and Kramer were neighbors. Anna suffocated her baby in its crib, placed it in their bed, and made her husband think that he rolled on top of the baby and suffocated it. Yeah, which, that was kind of fucked up, dude. Yeah, yeah. Which drove, which then drove the husband insane, so he hung himself in his room at the asylum. Understandable. Yeah. Keith and a couple of detectives are at Halloran's place where they find the pieces of skin cut from the victim's bodies in Halloran's freezer. He's the killer. <sighs> Everyone's the killer. Am I the killer? Am I the killer? Wow. I don't know now. Did this become a true crime podcast? <laughs> Did we solve it? It could be. Eleanor and Logan arrive at the pig farm where the games are being played with Halloran close behind them. Kramer loads a shotgun with one shell and places it in the middle of the room that Ryan and Anna are in. Yeah, so like he was messing with some kind of contraption on the... Yeah, it's like, why? Yeah, and he's like, ah, oh, here's a shotgun. It's yeah. like he got lazy. I, he said sometimes the best solutions are the simplest ones or something like in that manner. But I'm like, then why were you messing with whatever the fuck that was the entire time if you were just going to pull out a sawed-off shotgun? He was waiting for the cameraman to turn on his camera so he was just like <laughs> fiddling with shit Kramer says that the shell is their key to freedom and proceeds to leave the room Logan and Eleanor have a standoff Logan says that Eleanor is behind the killings because, because of her fascination with John Kramer Eleanor says that it's Halloran Halloran comes from behind Logan with a gun to his head he tells Logan to drop his axe and Eleanor to drop her gun Logan and Halloran have a little fight before Logan gets knocked out Eleanor runs, and Halloran gives chase. We cut back to Anna and Ryan. Anna grabs the shotgun, saying that Kramer wants her to kill Ryan. Ryan begs for his life, but not after calling her a psycho bitch. Yeah. Like, that's not going to fucking help your case. She's got a fucking sawed-off pointed at you, and you're just provoking. Ryan remembers Kramer saying that they have it backwards, which he figures out that the gun fires backwards. I mean, it's kind of a... Kind, yeah. kind of a stretch in logic, but we'll go with it. I agree. I was like, but whatever. It's a Saw movie. Anna fires the gun and blows off part of her face. Which, again. Looked cool. Yep. We cut back to, wait, uh, yeah. Ryan finds two keys in the shell casing, one for each of their locks. Ryan's key is broken in half due to Anna firing the gun. So Kramer meant that the shell was literally their key to freedom. Get it? Key. Get it? Key. Uh, key. Uh, a key for the relax, you know? You get it. You get I it. I mean, it is kind of clever. It was kind of clever. It was pretty dumb, but... I, uh, I liked it. I thought it was a, a, a decent reveal. Halloran is stuck with a syringe from an unknown assailant. Logan and Halloran wake up in laser cutter traps around their necks. Logan admits that he was the one that put the wrong names on Kramer's cancer x-rays. The lasers still cut through Logan's face and head. Kramer then says it's Halloran's turn, but Halloran pleads that he won. Halloran admits that he took bribes and put innocent people away. Logan gets up and reveals that his trap was a fake. Psych! And that the murders slash games we saw all took place ten years ago. Jigsaw also took Logan under his wing since the beginning. 
that Which, see that that the whole ten year thing kind of fucked me up. <laughs> I was like, what? But it, it took me a while to figure out, and then I was like, oh, okay. Wasn't there so the, another Saw movie where he took that one chick underneath his wing? Yeah, it was like his granddaughter or yeah. something like that. Like, you got this whole but, town underneath your fucking wing. They're just gonna end up killing each other. Here's here's the one thing I didn't get. He's like, you all have to repent and like fess up to your wrongdoings. But for him, he's like, oh, it's okay. People make mistakes sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to kill people with me? I was like, I don't necessarily think he would do that. But I guess for the sake of the twist. I'm I'm dying because you put the wrong names of the wrong ex race. But hey, you want to kill people with me? Yeah, but hey, come here, champ. <laughs> you hungry? I got knuckle sandwich for you, scamp. <laughs> Logan opens Halloran's head up like a flower using the laser trap. See, and I should have expected the twist, because, like, when the lasers went through yeah, there's, Logan's there's head, no nothing happened. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's... I was waiting for the practical effect. That was shitty. And then when it happens on the other guy, I was like, okay. I, I, at least I got that. Uh, it, it reminded me of, like, a Demogorgon from yep. Stranger Things. Or uh, it also reminded me of a clicker from The mm. Last of Us. Yeah. Logan... Says, I speak for the dead and slams the door closed. Roll credits. Roll credits. And uh, I, I thought the movie was okay. That was definitely our best one yet. It was definitely our there, best one there yet. There was a very, very low bar. Yeah, that's true. All right. So, uh, what do you give this uh, one to 10 chainsaws? Um, three and a half. Three and a half chainsaws? Yeah, I still did not like this movie. I tell you, dude, the dialogue was terrible. The delivery was terrible. Again, see, the the effects, all you have to have is good effects, and you just got me on board. Uh, I would honestly probably like a 5.5, five and a half chainsaws. Uh, I would not go that high. Did you just rate this lower <laughs> than, what was it, the... Uh, I can't remember the one with Bruce Campbell. Oh, Mind Warp or something. Yeah. Did you just rate Jigsaw lower than Mind Warp? Probably. I think you did. That's kind of blasphemy, dude. Blasphemy, dude. And I'd rather watch fucking Bruce Campbell take a shit and then watch this movie again. I mean, maybe. Maybe you could find that online. I don't know. Now, we got our new movie for the week. Drum roll. Uh, we got Justice League Dark, which is an animated Justice League movie. Um, which is skip that one. Which is like John Constantine, and it's 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 like magic, like fart, fighting dark forces and stuff. But new drum roll. Yeah, new drum roll. All right. We got gremlins. Fuck yeah, oh, dude. perfect, dude. It's Christmas. Christmas time. Oh, I'm excited for this. I haven't watched gremlins in years, dude. Got a, Hell yeah. Got a 7.3 out of 10. Holy shit. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. I'm not, I'm not also, saying holy shit because it's got such a high rating. I'm just saying holy shit. We actually got, <laughs> got another good movie. Heck yeah. So, yeah, stay tuned for... Our review on Gremlins. 
Looking forward to that one. Ew. Looking forward to that one, Jake. That, uh, I, love, I won't be watching this movie until after Christmas. Yeah, me neither. What is this on? Oh, HBO Max. All right. Oh, we got that. Is it on if I, it's still there after Christmas. On IMDb, it says, watch on AMC+. Plus. Oh. oh, that's also on. I have a free trial of that right now on Amazon Prime. Cool. Uh, I'm, I'm cool like that. I love how my little video thing looks like I'm in witness protection. Like I'm doing an interview and they have to just word, 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 word. <laughs> You cannot see me at all. <laughs> That's when I saw him shoot him. That's when I saw him shoot him. Rah, rah, rah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Alrighty, folks. I keep fucking getting notifications from DoorDash. Same. Multiple ones every single fucking day. All right. All right, folks. Thanks like thanks for like 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 watching. Oh my god. Thanks for listening. And I'm just like I'm just so blessed. I'm just uh, so, so blessed. So blessed and Merry Christmas, everyone. And yeah. Gotcha. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to our executive producer, Justin. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at PopCultureBicycle and on Twitter at PopCultureBike. You can follow me on Instagram at Designs and Luke at LukeKeyway underscore DG. That's Keyway spelled K-E-W-A-Y. If you have any suggestions for us to read and or watch, email the podcast at PopCultureBicycle at gmail.com or use the hashtag PopCultureBicycle on Twitter. If you would like to support us, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash popculturebicycle.